0: Well, good morning to you. How are we all doing? That was fantastic, wasn't it? Man, I'm in a good place. I hope you are. I'm always better after a good time of worship. Uh, so that was wonderful. Okay, my name's Martin. I'd like to greet you uh, as well as others. Just, uh, it's great to be together to hear God's word. Uh, we believe the Spirit of God is with us every day, every moment of our lives. But I will feel a sense of his weight here this morning, uh, which, is, which is very good, because the subject we're looking at is Jesus the Healer. Yep. Jesus the Healer. We're looking at our series called Jesus the Game Changer. Thank you. And uh, uh, please just ignore Tim May as he, as he walks as around, as we always ignore Tim May. <laughs> and uh, we are videoing this. Uh, it's going global, I assume, Tim. Is that right? <laughs> I've had my hair done specially. Okay, new shirt, great, okay. We're trying a few things out, as you can tell. So, Jesus the healer. I thought Tim Green, if you were here last week, did a fantastic job at really setting the scene, that Jesus the game changer isn't something that just happened 2,000 years ago. Our longing, it might be, I wish Jesus was here today, is missing the point of when Jesus said, it's better that I go, because if I go, then I can send the Spirit to be with my people, and they will be my body. And so all that we saw in the life of Jesus is replicated and reproduced in us. I mean, that's mind-blowing. But that's the deal, that actually as we become part of God's family, as we were reminded as we worshipped, that actually what we see as Jesus the game-changer through his life is also Jesus the game-changer through his people. And in fact, the writer of the Gospel of Luke, which is the, The book that we're going to be unpacking on this series also wrote another book called Acts, called Acts, and he described the beginning of Acts. He said, I'm going to write to you, uh, or in my former book, he referred to the gospel we're looking at, and he said, I wrote about all the things that Jesus began to do and teach. In other words, he's saying, I'm now going to tell you about all the things that Jesus is going to continue to do in the book of Acts. And so there's this clear message that we are now the body of Christ. So things that we saw Jesus do, we do. That's remarkable. And so that's what we are uh, heading into today. Uh, We are looking at Jesus, the game changer, but particularly we're looking at Jesus, the healer. And uh, with no surprises, we're going to pray for the sick today, give some opportunities for that, but we'll come to that. But do you know, most of what we want to do today is not just pray for the sick. We want to equip one another to be those that pray for the sick. So this is not all going to be... On the platform, as it were, led by me, this is going to be something that we're all going to get involved in. Are you up for that? It's great, isn't it? People are going to get healed today. I really believe that. That's what happens in God's people comes together because it's Jesus' body has come in us. And uh, we are excited about uh, the opportunity. Let me just, as a way of introduction, give a few comments about what healing is. And then we'll get, I want to get someone to share a story about something they've been involved in, and then we're going to get in the book of Acts and just unpack some of that story to help us on our way. Let me talk about four types of healing. The first type of healing is spiritual healing. So sometimes we can just focus on the physical. but Actually, it's helpful to understand when the Bible talks about healing, there's four types of healing. There's spiritual healing. That is that someone would be spiritually healed, that their relationship with God would be healed that they would know forgiveness, that they know what it means to be part of God's family, to be loved by him and to know him. So spiritual healing, you'll see as we get into Acts, and sorry, get into Luke, not doing Acts, are we? Get into Luke, that many times Jesus takes us back to spiritual healing. It's not all about the physical healing. It's understand the greatest healing we receive is to know Jesus as our Lord and saviour, and so much as it's thrilling when God moves powerfully in someone's life and they're wonderfully healed, that's not the biggest deal. Sometimes you talk to people and it, they are more excited when they see someone's elbow healed than when someone gets saved. And We've got to understand the the, the new life that Jesus brings. That spiritual healing is that's the big news. And that's what demonstrations of God's power and healing power is all pointing to, that Jesus is our saviour. That's why the kingdom of God was demonstrated in deed as well as word. It was that, look, this is to show, to help you to see that God is king. So we have spiritual healing. We, of course, have physical healing. It sort of explains itself, doesn't it? I don't need to unpack that, do I? So we have physical healing. We also have emotional healing. Increasingly today, we and I'm sure you do as well, come across, meet, talk to people, that actually their need, their brokenness is in their heart, yeah. is in their soul, is in their spirit. They, they need emotional healing. They, might, they may be suffering from depression or anxiety, or there may have been things that have happened in their life that has broken them. God brings emotional healing into people's lives. A few weeks ago, no, a few months ago, I was at a local restaurant, and I I'd I'd go there a number of times. Uh, for, we have breakfast meetings. It's the Pro Marina, actually, if you know where it is. We have a number of breakfast meetings as teams. And uh, I was there. They took great breakfast, actually, by the way, but that's not the point of the story. And I was speaking to uh, one of the waitresses there who I've built a rapport with, and I noticed that she was limping. So I, I think she knows what I do, but I'm not totally sure. And I said, Look, you know, are you okay? I, I said, Look, I believe in a God who heals. So I'd be happy to pray. For you, And she said, I'd love you to do that. She didn't want me to do it there and then, but she said, I'd love you to pray for me. But she said, to be honest, my mum died last week. Please would you pray for me for that? See, Jesus brings emotional healing. And sometimes we might think it's physical healing, but actually there's, there's a bigger picture that God has. So we have spiritual healing, physical healing, emotional healing. We also have what you could describe as deliverance healing. Deliverance, that, that's the, 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 the world of the demonic and, and, and that, that area, if you like. Now, there seems to be two extremes on this. Either people ignore it or they're too interested in it and give too much attention to it. And Satan is wanting attention. And if ever he's given attention, that's the attention that Jesus should be given. And so we must get those things in balance. But we mustn't ignore it. We must realize that there are spiritual forces at work. And often we see these four things are interplayed, are involved. Different things can be at the root of something. But we must know that we have the authority, which means we've won. And so it's not a big deal. Sometimes people come up to me and they, they say, well, we haven't had much you know, demonic deliverance recently. I'm thinking, praise God. Yeah, I mean, we, Jesus is the king. That's who I'm preoccupied with. Uh, but when those things come up, we deal with them and we have authority. So it's dead easy. Uh, If you want to know more about that subject, on our uh, training course, Equipped to Pastor, one of the subjects is deliverance. So there's time to get into that if you'd like to understand that better. But there are four types of healing, spiritual, physical, emotional, and deliverance healing. And they're often interlinked. Before we get into the text, I'd just like to invite a wonderful lady called Christine Smith to come and join me. Would you welcome Christine? Christine has got an incredible story of praying for someone to be healed. Chris.
1: Um, As many of you know, in the autumn last year, um, in the winter, our grandson was taken to hospital, our youngest grandson, Asa. Um, And so Gary and I were, it was quite a difficult time for all of us and we were all at the hospital a lot and we found there was a family room where you could go and make cups of tea. So I was, went to this family room to make yet another round of endless cups of tea. Um, and there was a hospital worker in there. So I'm just chatting to her and she asked why I was there. And I kind of said, well, you know, told her the story. Um, and anyway, while she's chatting, I realised she's kind of fidgeting about and rubbing her back. And I'm going, are you all right? So she said, well, I've had a bad back for ages and was telling me more about it. So I'm thinking, God, do you want me to pray for her now? You know, this is, this is not good timing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come prepared to pray for anybody, you know. Um, but we know that God is good all the time, that yeah. God is strong and powerful. It doesn't matter where we're at um, at all. So I'm saying to God, do you want me to pray for her? So I chatted about I'd had a bad back and what had happened and things that had helped it. And I said, oh, prayer had helped it. Um, So she looked at me and she said, oh, what happens when somebody prays for you then? I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So I said, well, would you like me to to show you? So I said, you know, where does it hurt? Is it all right if I put my hand on your back? So I prayed for her, and, and then after a bit said, you know, is it any better? And she said, well, no, not really. So I said, is it all right if I pray a bit more? So I prayed a bit more. And then we got chatting, and and I finally made all these cups of tea, thinking everybody will wonder where on earth I've got to. <laughs> um, and um, And she started telling me a long story about some Russian remedy for... Um, babies with bad chest which involved lots of bandages and mustard and I, I didn't make any <laughs> sense to me so um, but then I realized she's doing this again and smiling so I'm like um, are you okay and she said yeah it's better
0: yeah, Fantastic. yeah. Fantastic.
1: so thank you God and it was just so lovely to see him at work so I you know there were lots of hugs and I said to her you were well, God's obviously got his hand on your life Um, Do you know a church? Do you know anybody who, you know, any Christians? So she said, well, no, not really. Oh, yeah, there might be somebody who does. And I realized I didn't have anything with her to give me, or um, I didn't have a pen and paper. You know, I'd only gone to make a cup of tea. (laughs) So so I said to her, well, you know, I told her about Woodside, but I'm thinking she's going to forget within five minutes if she's anything like me. So anyway, I took the cups of tea back, thinking I'd not see her again um and um interesting and I didn't see her again because thank god the the elders came and prayed and lots of people prayed and Asa was released from hospital the next day um anyway I happened to be at the hospital taking somebody else a um, couple of weeks later just before Christmas and I saw this lady walking down the corridor and disappear into a cupboard which I think is where they store the (laughs) Hoovers and things, I don't know. Um, She was with a colleague. And I'm like, oh, great. And I realised I've got a Christmas carol service leaflet with me in my bag with all the outline for the Christmas services. So I ran up to the cupboard and knocked on the door (laughs) Um, and gave her this leaflet. And she did recognize me, and she was pleased I'd given it to her. So again, you don't know what God's doing, but he's obviously got his hand on her life. And I was just a little bit in that, which is such a privilege.
0: Wonderful. Well done, Chris. (laughs) Fantastic. Simple, eh? Well done, Chris. So we're looking at the life of Jesus through Luke. And what I want to do is just really talk through a few stories that some of us will be very familiar with. I want to pull out some key things that I think is helpful as instruction to us when we get involved in praying for people. And uh, I think you'll see as we get into these stories, they are incredibly helpful. So the setting is, this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. This is how Jesus starts. So this is remarkable. And uh, Jesus is beginning to teach. He's in a town called Galilee. And in the synagogue every week, he is teaching. And the people are amazed. They're amazed at his authority when he brings life to the scriptures. And crowds are gathering. And then during this, Uh, someone with an evil spirit, we're told, reacts, and Jesus deals with that in such a way that again the people are now amazed at his power and authority in dealing with deliverance. And uh, we pick it up in, in on the screens from Acts chapter 4, verse 36, when we see the reaction of the people, and this is what they say: Amazed the people exclaimed, What authority and power this man's words possess. Even evil spirits obey him, and they flee at his command. The news about Jesus spread through through every village in the entire region. And then following from that, it says in verse 38, After leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus then went to Simon's home, where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please heal her, everyone begged. Standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever, and it left her. And remarkably, she got up and at once prepared a meal for them, which I'm not saying that Jesus' motive for healing this lady was because he was hungry, but instantly she felt better. Now, in both of those situations, there was a situation of deliverance and a situation of healing. We see that Jesus' words alone, his command, had authority and power. And sometimes when we pray for the sick, Sometimes people will command the sickness to go. They won't ask God to heal. They actually will take the authority that we've been given and say, knee, be healed. Inflammation, go. Sickness, be gone, etc. And we see this modeled in the life of Jesus. At the end of that evening, the sun, we're described, the sun went down. And people throughout the village began to bring Jesus their sick. And Luke describes that no matter what their diseases were, the touch of Jesus' hands healed all of them. It's important to know when we come to pray for people that there is nothing beyond the power of Jesus. And we can be incredibly encouraged. Whether they will be healed, we'll come to that. But it's great to know that we have a God who is all powerful. Jesus has not only defeated death, he's defeated all sickness. Nothing is beyond his reach. But then that was the end of the day. The next morning Luke describes that uh, when Jesus got up, he went into an isolated place. And he did this regularly. He used to withdraw from the crowd. You can imagine that word is beginning to spread now, and as this story continues, in the end thousands begin to gather to hear Jesus, to see Jesus, to touch Jesus. But actually, Luke describes that Jesus withdraws to an isolated place. You see, Jesus is completely aware that his ministry is dependent on his relationship with his Father in heaven. And sometimes when we get into praying for the sick, we can Think about, well, how should I pray? Do I command? Well, Jesus did that sometimes. Do I ask God to heal? Do I put my hands on? Do I ask the Holy Spirit to come? Do I stand on one leg? I mean, what do I do? If you, if you watched Britain's Got Talent last night, there was a guy who, who healed people through dance, if you saw that. He didn't, clearly, but, you know, do I do a dance? What do I do? But actually, it's about relationship with God. And Jesus modeled this, this withdrawing. And even there were times when the disciples couldn't do something, praying for a boy, actually, to be released from, from an evil spirit. And Jesus said, only prayer can deal with this. You see, we, we, sometimes we think it's all in the moment, but actually most of it is in behind the scenes. It's our relationship, our walk with God. Jesus also said that I can, can't do anything apart from what I can see the Father doing. There's this relationship with God. And so the more we want to be used by God in this way, actually it's more about our relationship with God and how that is growing. And also in this encounter uh, where he's in an isolated place, the crowds actually, actually found him. They searched him out. Can you imagine? He's trying to pray and these crowds are gathering in. They find him. And this was his response. He said this in verse 43. He said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too because this is why I was sent. So he continued to travel around preaching in the synagogues throughout Judea. See, Jesus didn't just come to heal the sick. He came to proclaim the good news because he knew spiritual healing was the ultimate goal. And the story continues. Uh, People come to him in their crowds. One person comes and says, Lord, if you're willing to heal me, Jesus responds and says, I am willing. And then we see in verse 14. Someone is remarkably healed. And the way Jesus responds to that healing is is really instructive. He says this in verse 14. Then Jesus, uh, chapter 5, verse 14, then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. What had happened, he'd been healed of leprosy. And Jesus was concerned that more crowds would gather in if he went and spread the good news of his healing. And so Jesus said, No, don't, don't go around and tell everyone. But he did say to him, Go. To the priests and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the Lord Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. See, when Jesus heals, you know it; it's verifiable. Sometimes, when we get a bit mixed in this, is we confuse faith with evidence. And actually, if I pray for someone's knee and they're healed, they're healed. If I pray for someone's knee and they're not healed, they're not healed. But sometimes when you hear someone express, they feel like they've almost got to claim something that isn't quite so as a way of honoring God. But what Jesus clearly instructs here is, is no, no, no. It, It will be something that is testifiable. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't believe in faith that God's going to heal me for something that he hasn't yet healed. But we're very clear when we share testimonies of healing, we want to know as best as we can that someone is truly healed. Otherwise, if we give any hint of, well, did they? Were they? Actually, we can undermine what we're trying to celebrate. And so I encourage you, believe in God, believe in a big God, but celebrate when you are healed that you've been healed. You can believe that God's going to heal you. Do you understand? Faith isn't proclaiming something in a way that it literally hasn't happened yet. But faith can be believing that it's going to happen, if that makes sense. But Jesus encouraged us to share testimonies. which is why we had Christina. Because Christine was there and the person testified that they'd been healed. It's good to test. It's good to demonstrate. And even when you pray for someone, it's good to say, "How's it feel? Does it feel any better? And we'll come to that later on. Looking forward to that bit. We see Jesus' healing power as seen, spreads the word. Many people gather in. As I say, we see the importance of, of, of private prayer. Uh, in verse 16, it says that Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Once again, underlying the importance of relationship. And then in chapter 5, we see a remarkable story, which many of, our, many of us are familiar with, when... A man who was paralyzed his friends, lifted him through the roof of a building in order for Jesus to pray for him. Because there were so many crowds, so many people that this man and his friends couldn't get in. And Jesus said in verse 20, it says, They lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. See, faith is involved. God loves faith. And so what we have to also embrace is that we've got to believe God for healing. But sometimes we can overemphasize that because Jesus talks about a grain of mustard seed A faith can move a mountain. So even the act of praying for someone is a huge step of faith that I believe God honours. Even the fact that Christine, in the midst of Asa, her grandson, being very poorly at the time, being used by God, that was an amazing step of faith, and God used that wonderfully. Jesus said, your sins are forgiven you. No, well, that was partly because the Pharisees were there, wanted to to explain why, uh, what, what his power was, who he was. And then he said to the man, stand up. And walk. We can see countless stories in Luke, but also across the Gospels, of Jesus's Jesus bringing powerful physical healing, deliverance healing, emotional healing, but also wonderful spiritual healing. So, we could spend so much time on the stories of Jesus, but I want to really hone this down. On so, how do we get into this? I've got a few pointers, and then we're going to pray for some people. The first is this. It's not about method, it's about relationship. It's about, I have prayed more this week than I've prepared. Yeah? No, maybe it feels like I prayed more than I prepared, I don't know. But I realize it's more about my relationship (laughs) with God than my preparation. And and that applies to to this whole area and, of course, many others as well. It's not about method, it's about our relationship with Jesus. Secondly, Jesus healed in many different ways. Sometimes we can get hung up, do we do it this way, do it that way. Sometimes it was a word of command. It was sickness, go. I've done that and seen sickness go. Remarkable. Other times we see Jesus' prayers were really, really short. He said things like see, hear, walk. You know, He wasn't, he wasn't very wordy. So sometimes we, we can get weak. I've got the right words. There isn't such a thing as the right words. Often it's about asking the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, to come, and in God's presence people are healed. Often it's waiting and watching. When I pray for someone, I keep my eyes open. Because you can tell an awful lot by looking at someone. You can you can Ruth illustrates in worship, you can see the presence of God on people at times. Sometimes they, they, they will tremble slightly, or just they look very peaceful. Also, as I said before, Jesus described that he can only do what he sees the Father doing. So we're to wait for God, watch him, and follow him. Often, worship releases power for healing. Many testimonies, even here, that people have been healed as we've worshipped. And God gives many tools for healing. I remember (laughs) praying for someone once, and they had uh, an uh, allergy to different types of food. And it was another pastor, and I felt God... God uh, lead me to say to him that this wasn't his thorn in the flesh, which is a, a phrase that one of the writers in the Bible described. It wasn't the thing that he's got to put up with. This is not your thorn in the flesh, I said. At that moment, the presence of God, the power of God came, and he was wonderfully healed from that moment onwards. So sometimes God gives you tools, gives you words, uh, impressions, prophecies that he wants to encourage you to use. What else? I'm going to do this next bit really quickly. Thirdly, Jesus is our model for ministry. This is actually a hugely important subject. Sometimes when we hear in South America, there's some incredible things going. We think, we've got to have a bit of that. They're flying when they pray now. But actually, Jesus is our model. And so he should be the person that we compare us to. We should follow what he is doing. We can learn lots of things from different places. But we want to be humble in that. But the question we have to ask is not does it work, but is it biblical? And Jesus is our model for that. We also want to value the person and the work of the Holy Spirit, which means that this is his work, not ours. I think Mike Palavacci, some of you would have heard of, described that we're like a waiter or a waitress in a restaurant. And you go to ask someone what They would like, and they say, I'd like my knee healed, please. And you go and you say to them, Would you like it, uh, would you like it rare, medium, or well done? <laughs> I, I'm mixing the story here, as you can tell. You go to the, to the chef, and you said, Look, they'd like their knee, but they'd like it rare, medium, or well done. Well, they like it medium, actually. They said, So, but it's, it's only the chef that can do medium, and so our role is to be a servant to the person we're praying for. So, what would you like God to do? Okay, we're going. It's a rare, you know, or whatever it is. It's only the chef, it's only God, it's only the Holy Spirit that is going to do the healing. And our role is to serve the person, is to be Jesus in that moment. And if they're healed, it's down to what God wants to do in that situation, ultimately. I know there's things that we can be involved, faith is involved, but it's not about whether we command or whether we this, that. I think we to get tied up in that. It's it's not about us, it's about God, mostly. Although clearly, he wants to use us, and we are involved in that. So we want to honour and value the work of the Holy Spirit. We also want to value the dignity of the individual person. We really want to make sure that whatever happens, they are loved. They know they are loved by us and loved by God. And uh, I've prayed for people they haven't been healed. These are people not in the church they haven't been healed, but they've been so grateful that I had compassion on them to pray for them. I cared enough. And so we need to value them. We need to ensure that we do that well. And sixthly, and I've covered this, the ultimate healing is the forgiveness of sins and a restoration of our relationship with God. Amen. Amen. Okay, I've gone quite quickly on that because I want to get to the exciting bit. We want to pray for some people. And uh, I tell you how well we're going to do it. I want to go to Tim. Can I go to the handheld? Is that all right? What I thought would be good is to get a couple of people who are sick, who are ill or have got an ailment of some sort, and actually I would pray for them and just talk about how I would do that. Now, I don't claim to be the expert in this area, okay? So this isn't, oh, do it like Martin, you understand. But actually, I have prayed for hundreds of people over the years, in the church and outside the church. And so I'd love to model how I would coach you in praying for the sick. And the goal is that all of us will then, in a moment, pray for others in the room that are unwell. Is that okay? Okay, so the first thing we've got to do is find find someone who's not feeling too good, which is a, a strange appeal. Let me start with this. I've had... And I hadn't planned to do this. I was going to do it more generally. But actually, the last two days, I've had a sore back on my left. No, that's my right. And my right lumbar. Is there anyone who's been feeling pain in their right back first? doesn't matter if there isn't anyone, but I just wanted to check if that was anyone. Steve. Steve, would you come forward? Can I ask you? Let's welcome Steve, shall we? So I'm now now we know each other quite well. So, but I'm going to assume I don't know Steve that well. Okay. <coughs> so, so this is as if I'm we've just met in a pub or you're a mate at work. Are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bless you. Thank you. Um, so, um, is that okay so if I just talk to you about what's going on? So, so, Steve, it's great to see you. My name's Martin. Um, uh, you mentioned I understand there's something wrong with with your back. Can you just Tell me what's, yeah, what's
2: going on. Some years ago, I had an injury at work, and it's no an ongoing um, problem. Um, this week, I went for physio at Bedford Hospital. Um, and at the moment, it's made it a lot worse than when, okay. <laughs> than when I went in there. So, at the moment, I'm struggling. Okay,
0: okay.
2: So, how did you do it at work? How long ago was this? It must be about 15, 16 years ago, lifting something, lifting something too heavy. Okay. I just been on holiday, we went over to America, to Pensacola, and we come back, and the vehicle that I normally had, the tail lift was broken, and the drums, are solvent that we was moving around, I sort of hand, you know, young fit, pick it up, yeah. and um, overcooked it. Okay,
0: okay, and what, so whereabouts does it hurt, Steve?
2: Lower back. Okay,
0: on both sides? Yeah. Okay, uh, and... Yeah, and this is something that often is helpful to ask, to get a, an idea of how painful it is. Because uh, this is helpful when you ask how, whether God has healed them. So I often ask, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how, how painful is it right now?
2: Um, at the moment, it's like a nagging toothache. It's just, just a continued, uh, continued pain. It's like the worst time for me is sort of first thing in the morning, getting up, getting moving. Is it painful now? It's uncomfortable.
0: Okay, okay. Is there anything else we should ask? It's okay, isn't it? There's a question over here. Oh, yes. Great question. Well, you're ahead of me. Oh. <laughs> so, Steve. Great question from me. Steve, I'd love to pray with you, if, that, if that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I mean, often I would lay my hands, just just touch on the area that's yeah. that's that's hurting. Is that okay if that's I do fine. that? That's fine. A little comment on this is obviously if, it's a, if I was praying for a woman, which would be rare, if I'm honest, I would normally get another woman to help me or to do that. Uh, I, I would not touch her. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even if it was her back, I wouldn't touch her there. Normally, certainly outside the church, um, uh, you don't need to touch for God to heal. Jesus often did, and it's a good thing to do, and sometimes just expresses care, uh, but it's not a necessity. Um, okay, should we pray for you? OK, um, now I will pray, but I will and I don't know what I'm going to do at the moment, but I will keep my eyes open. But occasionally I close them. OK, just so you know. But it's more like to focus, you know. So, Steve, all I'm going to do is put my hand. So I put in, in, in the middle of your back. Is OK? You can pray with me. OK. Uh, and uh, let's with all sincerity, we want to see God heal Steve. Yeah, this is not a game. Uh, Jesus, we thank you that you love Steve. We thank you that you understand his body better than all of us. And uh, Jesus, we pray right now for your Holy Spirit to come. I pray right now that you would come with your healing power and your healing touch. And we command back to be well. We command muscle to reconnect. We command wholeness to come we pray that pain would go in Jesus name and we ask this Lord for your glory yeah. amen. Amen. amen 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 and what I try to do is is try and stay engaged with God and the person I with so I would ask how's it feeling Steve about the same okay okay uh, I don't know if you heard when Chris prayed I don't know if you said Chris but you prayed more than once didn't you uh, and one time Jesus was praying someone who was, who was blind, and they said, well, I can see a bit, or I can see men like trees, but I can't see yet. So Jesus prayed again. Now, if it takes Jesus a couple of times, then, you know, that's okay. Uh, and so let's pray again. And, uh, yeah, we say, come, Lord Jesus. We pray for wholeness. We pray that this would be a moment in Steve's life where you would completely repair him. And you would completely make him well. Yeah, Jesus, I pray that the enemy wouldn't have a hold in this family's life. Knowing a bit about the family as well. I pray enough is enough. In Jesus' name. You are sovereign, Lord Jesus. So, Lord, we ask your kingdom to come in Steve's life and Steve's body. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen
2: so sir how are you doing i'm fine it's a little little bit easier you don't have to say that you sure yeah honestly it feels a little bit easier okay
0: praise god okay thank you well this is partly i will continue to pray for you steve which i would say to Mm -hmm. someone and uh i'd be happy to pray with again i really feel and i do feel this my friend uh god wants you to know that he cares uh, I mean, I've my back feels fine now, okay. <laughs> but it's not the point of the prayer. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I, I, God wants you to know that He cares for you, cares for your life. He is with you, hasn't forgotten you, my friend. And and so, be encouraged in that. But I'll keep praying that what you're feeling is a is a small healing continues and goes completely. Will you let me know how you get on? I want to know. All right. Shall we? Thank Steve? Thanks, Steve. Well done. Well done. Okay, now, time has just gone 20 past. My, I'm only allowed to preach the 30 minutes, and I think I only preached for 30 minutes, so that's okay. What we're going to do, um, the kids carry on to half past, so that's okay. Uh, if you have children in creche, we'd like you to go and retrieve your child, but come back with them. Because what we're going to do, in a minute I'm going to ask if you are sick in any way, if you've got any pain in any way, just to raise your hand. And I'm trusting, there's many in here that aren't well. Uh, It seems a strange thing to wish for. Uh, And then those around you, I just want you to pray. Just how we've talked about it. Uh, You are the body of Christ. So you have authority to do this. And let's trust God. Be Be the waiter or the waitress. And ask the Holy Spirit to do what he does. Is that okay? So if you would like someone to pray for you for anything, would you like to indicate by raising your hand? Nice and boldly. Great, right. okay. It would help, actually, if you stood in your seat. Not stood where you, yeah, okay. <laughs> stood where, stand where you are. Great. Now, the rest of you, can you look around the room? Because some are groups, so you'll have to move around. And then, in, in, a couple of, in, in a moment, make a beeline for them. And remember, ask them first what's going on. Take your time and then let's pray for God to move powerfully. Is that okay? Men with men, women with women, unless there's a team, a male, female, that's fine. Okay? Go for it. Those who are standing and you like someone to pray, you might need to keep your hand up just so everyone gets someone. And then we will finish the meeting like this. So you'll just carry on praying, tea and coffee will be served, and we will just allow people to pray for one another. Okay, anyone else like a prayer? Does everyone have someone or a group of people? Great, go for it. Just, just, uh, just want to share some good news. If I can just have your attention for a moment, if I just ask you just to pause your prayers. It's all right; you can go back to them. This is great news. What's your name, sir? I'm Sean. Sean, tell us, tell us what's been going on. Um, I do quite a physical job and lugging toolboxes in and out of my van and carrying my three-year-old is- weighs a small ton and pulled my right shoulder couldn't lift it anywhere, sort of past halfway and it was just really difficult to do anything really getting dressed in the morning was always a challenge um and I've got come on come on thank you look (laughs) so so I get the facts right so how long have you had this Sean uh probably about six to eight weeks now and you couldn't lift it higher than this does it does it is it painful at all nothing at all come on praise god I right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wonderful wonderful anyone else well done sure brilliant stuff praise god there's rebecca hi rebecca oh, yeah. what would you what did you ask to be prayed for
1: um I didn't ask, it was before that. (laughs) Um, So this morning I had a bit of a headache, I just had some water when I got here, but rather than getting better, I started getting a migraine, which I know because it starts coming down on my eye and into my cheek, I haven't got movement and stuff, Um, but then as I was listening to you teach, then it just completely went. Wow, okay, okay. (laughs) Well,
0: I feel encouraged, praise God. Bless you. Wonderful. No one has ever been healed during my teaching, I want you to know. I am one happy man. And you're one astounded congregation, I know. Anybody else? Anybody else? Isn't God great, eh? But you know, we're going to thank God in a minute. But you know, it's almost, I wasn't worried whether anyone got healed today. Although it's wonderful. One more. But what it's about is multiplying this into everywhere you go. Yeah, we are Jesus' body. He is here in us. It's remarkable. And so, was there one more? Time, yes, very good, very helpful. Many couldn't tell, obviously, whatever you have, you won't know whether God's healed you yet. And so that's totally fine. And so please go away, do whatever's necessary to find out. It might take weeks or months to find out, but then tell us what God has done. Amen? Let's applaud the Lord together, shall we? Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, you're wonderful. We thank you for your love to us. Go with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. See you next time.